Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Who's Judging podcast. I'm Connor. Hey, I'm Tristan. This podcast is going to cover a lot of topics, vegan, environmental stuff. Today, we're going to be talking about animal agriculture's effect on world hunger. All right, Connor, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? So world hunger, it it affects a lot of people. Um, Based on the last study, 870 million people were malnourished worldwide. That amounts to more than one in every nine people on Earth. Yes, you're right, Connor. And there are many factors that are included that support that claim. Let's go ahead and go over some of these topics, shall we? Yeah, I think one of the primary effects of it is we feed over 50% of the global grain crop to animals raised for slaughter rather than people. That also accounts for 80% of soybeans, 40 to 50% of corn. That's a very important fact. And on top of that, that isn't accounting for open farms or anything of that sort. There are reasons for force feeding and other problems with animals on the way we raise them and slaughter them. Do you want to go ahead and go over that? Yeah, first, I just want to make the point. I don't think a lot of people realize how many um, like resources, how much resources it takes to make that burger that they're eating. Like, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. That's true. Um, I mean, according to the UN Environment Program, stabilizing the current meat production per capita by reducing meat con- consumption in the industrialized world and restraining it worldwide to the 2000 level. So like how much we're eating in 2000 yeah. of 37.4 kilograms per capita. So per person in 2050 would free an estimated 400 million tons of cereal or wheat per year for human consumption. That number, the 400 million tons, is enough to satisfy the annual caloric need for more than 1 billion people. That's very encouraging to hear. Um, do you mind explaining to me if that's just for um, centralized locations or does that account for third world countries as well? Uh, the the feeding or yes. the consumption levels? Uh, consumption levels. So that's, it's it's from the UN, so it's worldwide. So that, that would have to go down to the global consumption level have to go back to 2000 right. just meat not everything else and that would free up enough tons of like grain for a billion people and mind you there's only 870 million estimated that are malnourished so it overcovers the amount that are malnourished in the world and so i think it, it's almost selfish for people to continue eating as much meat as they are and that just goes on to the effect of I think anyone that's saying Elon should have donated the $44 billion to world hunger instead of Twitter, it's like, those people are selfish. Like, if you're eating meat or consuming dairy, I don't really want to hear it from you because you have an easier switch than dropping $44 billion. I think the problem with being in the public eye is your scapegoat. And unfortunately, when it comes to people, they have an excuse for themselves that they don't have to make a claim for. and unfortunately when you have that kind of money it just becomes impossible to go into that kind of publication and not have hard feedback right like i don't want to go into everyone's always like oh vegans think they're better than everyone else but i think what veganism comes down to is just personal responsibility like your deficient your decisions affect other people and other beings on this earth and a lot of people don't seem to care to be honest That's true. And unfortunately, it's something we have to take account for. 
And I don't want to put the personal blame on previous generations, but it goes back over very long periods of time. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to solve this problem right away. We have to look up for future generations on how we consume um, crops. Yeah, I just think it's crazy. If you look at the numbers globally, we produce three times as much milk as we did 50 years ago. Three times. It has to do with how we're raising, of course, because it's not, like you said, it's not matching with our population growth. Yeah. But the other problem is meat is also, we're producing twice as much as we did 50 years ago. And so, I mean, we're eating much more than we are. Like not even just meat, like our plate sizes are so much bigger than they used to be. You're right. And I think that has to do a lot of with not just, you know, corporate America, but a lot of countries are going that route with growing and industrializing and it's about production and money and how much we can spend per hour on buying these products it's just crazy because as i as we just went over the meat and the dairy production is way up compared to 50 years ago but you'll never believe is meat and dairy provide just 18 percent of calories and 37 percent of protein like for the world's consumption but 83% of farmland, 83% of farmland goes to meat and dairy. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Like, I think when people think of farms, they think of like vegetables, like, you know, they don't really think that most of them are dairy and beef farms. Yeah. Um, so just so I can go over this, I, w- I want you to not just teach the viewers, but I want you to teach me as well. What are some actions we can take for these animals that will lessen the amount of resources we're spending um, just to feed us. So I'm guessing you don't want the easy answer of going vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I think it's easy to take steps. There's things you can cut out. I think what a lot of people start with is red meat. Um, Red meat does have a link to higher heart disease and stuff like that. Um, So red meat is, you know, beef, pork, stuff like that. Um, A lot of people think of like fish and, chicken stuff like that is at least a little bit healthier but yeah i think taking small steps as i said earlier a lot of people change their milk to almond milk and stuff like that and it's in my opinion not that big of a difference um as a vegan of course i do i will admit that the step from beef to the vegan beef is a lot bigger of a step and a lot taste wise different than i think milk and like oat milk are per se and that's actually something i want a lot of people to be aware about not just in cost, but what goes into making some of these products that are vegan alternatives, meat wise, um, just beyond meat, stuff like that. Um, what kind of resources are we spending, um, to make these products and how is it better? Yeah. Um, so most of the products, at least for beyond meat, I know they use pea protein. So it really comes down to the same as most of the grain production. Um, so for raising animals for food requires substantially greater quantities of water than raising plants for human consumption. It can take five times as much water to supply 10 grams of protein from beef than from rice and 20 times more water to supply 500 calories from beef than rice. So like we're not, we're not even talking comparable numbers. We're talking 20 times more water to get 50 calories from beef than from rice. That's actually a pretty large amount, I would say. And I think that using some of these resources that we already are, um, cutting back on those can help with other places that need it. Um, Unfortunately, with 
obviously there are variables that don't account for in this podcast, but accounting for water droughts and all that, um, all, all these resources that we cut back on, we can help other places that are having problems. Right. I mean, it's like, it's not even other places like California is always drought ridden. I think we're in another drought now, like we need water. And so it's stuff like this that affects it. And the problem is that beef and dairy, like meat and dairy, they're not even efficient with, with the resources that we use. So, I mean, many of us consume the meat and dairy and eggs from animals raised on feed lots. Um, only a fraction of the calories in feed given to livestock make their way to the meat and milk that we consume. For every 100 calories of grain that we feed these animals, we only get about 40 new calories of milk, 22 from eggs, 12 from chicken, 10 from pork, or 3 from beef. So for every 100 calories that we put in to a cow, we only get 3 extra from the beef. So, Connor, my next question is, with meat and dairy production growing and the population also rising, this is only going to get worse over time. Global population rose around 1.03% in 2021, and by 2050, it is expected to raise by about 35%, a large course over what our previous numbers are. That's correct. Um, So, yeah, the problem is, is that the population growth is not coming from developed countries. It's coming from developing or undeveloped countries. One of the big population growth countries is India. They are growing at a very fast rate and they are industrializing, but they are not there yet. For us to meet that demand, we would need to increase our crop production by a hundred percent. So we have to double crops by we have to double crops to take on 35% more uh, people on the earth. And it's the problem is that the population growth is outpacing the production in some of these countries. In developing countries, it's 103 to 100. So they're outpacing in population compared to how many crops they're growing. And that can only last for so long. Problem is, not only can the U.S. grow only so many, they're only willing to grow so many because it's still a business. You know, the U.S. isn't out here going, let's grow crops for India. And so that's not going to change. You're right. And there are a few factors I'd like to bring in. Um Additionally, with our crops going to a decline, there's something I wanted to share with you. Um, I I can't give an exact source, but you could probably follow up online. And it's based off of light radiation. Um, And what it basically shows is a lot of rural areas. And like in China, like in uh, India, as you were saying, a lot of people are urbanizing. Because Uh as you said, they are developing countries. China has been out there for a while, but a a lot of these companies are starting to grow businesses and a few other factors. Um, A lot of trade is going to some of these places and our, our crops are actually getting lower with production as these people want to move to new locations. You can see that over the course of, I believe it was about 15 years taken from that satellite imagery that the light pollution has actually lessened and those people have you know just moved to these areas these newer areas right i mean that's what's sad is because i mean skipping over china and india for a second for you the u.s if the u.s farmers took all the land currently devoted to raising not even we're not even talking the vegetable farms here just the land devoted to raising cattle pigs and chickens and used it to grow plants instead they could sustain more than twice as many people as they currently do. 
which means they could feed an additional 390 million people. So just the U.S. alone could cover almost half of the malnourished people globally if they just switched from meat production to plant production. Right. And you're saying that's just the U.S. That doesn't even account for um, some of these other locations that we have been discussing, correct? Right. Um, And I think the U.S. is realistically out of those three, China and India and the U.S., probably the only ones that could do it at the moment. Um, India is kind of just, it's building. They can't sustain it, obviously. And unfortunately, um, one of those factors I was going to talk about earlier, I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, Not just with crops and the growing population, but it takes time to build housing and a few other developments for these people that are um, getting larger in population. Um, What I was going to ask is... um, how is the U.S. alone going to, I wouldn't say fix the problem, but what can we do to help assist? With, with what? Like the co- other countries building like what they need around for the production? Um, I think the only thing the U.S. could reasonably do is just up their production. The more the U.S. produces, the less the rest of the world has to produce, if you think about it. That's, that's probably the only thing they could do. Yes, that's true. Um, what kind of, I, I can't say I'm too knowledgeable in this. Um, how much trade do you think we're doing with some of these countries that are truly assisting these people out there? Um, if I'm being honest, I don't think we do that much to assist the people. Um, I can let you know, we don't do a whole lot of exports to China. We take in their products. We yes. import their product. So we're talking a lot about malnourishment here. I just want to address the issue. It's a lot bigger than just malnourishment. There's around 3.1 million people that die annually. They die from malnourishment or undernourishment. And that accounts for 45% of children deaths in the world. So almost one of every two children deaths is from malnourishment or undernourishment. So I mean, some people don't take it in. Everyone knows the whole starving children in Africa. Africa doesn't have water. And whether it turned into a meme or not, the problem is people pretend to care. Everyone's like, oh, let's get water there. Or, oh, don't throw away, like finish your meal because ch- children are dying in Africa. Like, how about this? If we stopped eating meat or as much meat and dairy, there would not be starving children in Africa. And I just, before anyone rebuttals, obviously there's a logistics issue too. Just because the US produces more doesn't mean they would give it to Africa. But at the very least, if we did that, we would have the capability to feed everyone on earth. So I think the the question that it comes down to, to the audience and you obviously, but mainly to the audience is, which one is more important to you? Eating the meat and the cheese and the butter on your plate or these children around the world? You can only pick one. Because unfortunately, as we said, 3.1 million people die annually of malnourishment and people are caught up on whether they're going to eat a burger or a veggie burger in the u.s right and our production is only declining so it's only going to get harder for us to pick one or the other right we're not able to sustain it with the population growth so this is a big problem now and it's just going to become a bigger problem then and that's the problem with it so yeah that's just something to think about to be honest um i'm glad For everyone who listened all the way to this point, I hope you learned something. Um, Don't just take what we're saying. We do have sources and we'll we'll put it in all the links. 
Um, but hopefully you do some more research on your own as well so you can fully understand your decisions moving forward. Yeah, that's correct. Um, we're not scientists by any means. Um, we would like to show that information as best as we could and feel free to do your own research, like as Connor said. Um, I would I would like to think that that is a conclusion for today. Yeah, tune in next week. Um, surprise topic. Yeah, there you go. Um, can't wait to see you. Um, go ahead and follow us, and we'll have make sure that you are first to be notified. And just remember, who's judging? Not me.